0: Hello, I am Trey Ratcliffe, and welcome to my rather unusual podcast I call Walk and Talk with Trey. The show is mostly about creativity and consciousness, but the conversation often delves into other far-flung erudite subjects, and there's plenty of silly stuff to balance all that out. All of these were originally recorded on a 360-degree video camera that shoots in 5.7K. I hold it in front of me while I walk and talk with interesting people. You're now listening to the audio version that is more convenient in many situations. But keep in mind, you can always jump over to YouTube and watch the 360 one too. It's fun because you can move the camera all around. If you get tired of watching me blab away, just move the camera around and look at all the beautiful scenery around us. Note that the show is ad free. If you like it, then I have something fun you can do. I have this members-only section of the blog called the Stuck in Customs Passport. You can get there by going to StuckinCustoms.com Passport. For just the cost of a few cups of coffee per month, you can support the show and get access to over a hundred different videos. These are inspirational videos, how-to videos, and filled with all sorts of mind vitamins. My goal with all these things is to spread consciousness and fun and love around the world. Maybe that sounds silly to you, but I hope it doesn't. Anyway, please come subscribe. I appreciate you.
1: Because I have my... (laughs) Look
0: over there, gang.
1: All right, welcome to Season 7, Episode 33, of a show I like to call Walking and Talking with Plant Biologist in Montana. It's a fairly niche show, but we own it. Come with me, Dave. Dr. David Sands. Tell me,
2: Out to nature.
1: let's go into nature together. Keep talking, describe so, this environment as best yeah, you can. I will. Um, I'll describe the environment and our initial meeting. We met here about 10 years ago. We're at this place called Silver Tip. It's a ranch in Montana Um, in Yellowstone, absolutely beautiful. And, dude, I was already into science before I met you, and then you gave me a list of books to read, um, especially about DNA and the genome, and all the Ridley books and so many other books. You've really changed my life. Um, Because there's so many books out there, and it's nice to have a, a curator like you that knows what he's talking about and has bizarre interest. Look at that.
2: That's a dandelion, way up here, imported from Central Europe somewhere. What's that do- thing doing here? And it's down low. It's not up high. It's not reaching to the sky. because anything that reaches to the sky in here gets eaten by a horse. So it gets impacted and down low. How does it do that? How did it learn that so quickly? Well, it's like my students. They either learn or they die. And with Jack Horner here, we talk about evolution. We talk about selection. And any species worth its salt, and all species are, they have to contend with changing conditions. They have to have genetic flexibility. A bacterium with 3,000 genes, only turns on at any one time, maybe 300. What is this? Which ones do they turn on?
1: How does it know which ones to turn on?
2: How do they, do they know, or is it kind of like a videotape that we make that worked and all the videotapes we made that didn't work don't survive and that videotape the tape is DNA. And it can be turned on and turned off in a very convenient way. They have stoplights in front of the different genes. And a little error in the stoplight is all you need for a dandelion to grow low instead of high. So it's that built-in flexibility that it's not the genes that count as much as The stoplights in front of genes. Stoplights that should be meaningful to all of us. For to grab onto DNA, be a stoplight and turn it on and off. Of the 3,000 genes, what 300 do you turn on? There's a single protein that looks just like your right hand and your thumb of the right hand that grabs on the DNA has a zinc finger. Oh, And what happens if there's not enough zinc in the environment? Species go crazy. Hmm. They don't have stoplights. They, they may flicker or something. They don't turn on and off. They may flicker. And a scientist that I know found that low zinc in somebody's diet can lead to high violence. So the more we understand the stoplights, we can possibly reduce violence, raise serotonin, do all these things. Oh, I think I love GMOs if they're written in DNA with a heart and humility.
1: Love it. What a mensch. <laughs>
2: you see why we do this little nature talk? That's yeah. all it is. It's I get just it. a little nature talk.
1: Did they. There was a study, was it there, of like high security prison in Chicago or something, some of those violent offenders, and they checked sure. their blood and they were just had very low zinc. And then they gave them zinc supplements and they calmed down a little bit. Uh, 72% calmed down. Bill Walsh
2: Journal of Behavioral Psychology about ten years ago. And I had a meeting with him and I said, gee, it's funny because when I look at the world map of where zinc is and, and where it isn't. Afghanistan, Pakistan, Syria,
1: Iraq, Iran. And is there no zinc there? Turkey. It? Because it's there haven't been glaciers there in a long time to bring down the minerals? Whatever your hypothesis, there's no zinc there. And so all
2: you have to do is tell farmers your wheat will grow better with more zinc. We can stay under the radar. We don't have to get into all this cultural and human, human interpretation of what we're trying to do.
1: Stay under the radar. And crops do grow better with zinc. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like double. So it's in their own best interest, in the primary and secondary way. Yeah. And it's maybe a dollar an acre. All right, Dave, you're leaving us soon. Your helicopter's on the way. I'm sorry. I'm out of year. here. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs>
2: oh, 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 recite your poem. Do
1: you have it memorized? Here, I got it right oh. here. This is Bob, by the way special guest star here hi he's the man with the poem He's the character that walks into the scene he's gonna to read a poem. the poem
2: no he's not he a doesn't... good poem is read by somebody else not the writer Ah, uh, all those animals taximals looking down at us in the great room at Silvertip no doubt are reflecting on what they have seen and heard over the last century And come on, Dave. What is the punchline? The take-home lesson of all this reflection. I will give it a shot. Let thinking be thy medicine.
1: I'm frankly glad that he's (laughs) eating. Good rhythm, yeah. Stop being so entertaining at night. Stop with all the stories, the fun facts. stupid pseudo-intellectuality, like, come on, this is important, poetry! (laughs)